This is Curry Kids. Thomas and Friends. Thomas and the Circus. The engines were very excited. The circus was coming to the island of Sodor. Percy was looking forward to seeing the clever dancing horses. James couldn't wait to see the funny clowns with their big shoes and bright red noses. And Thomas, he just wanted to see the big top tent go up. All the engines wanted to be chosen to go to the docks to collect the circus. But who would the fat controller ask? It was Thomas. He was excited. But Thomas, the fat controller said, if there are too many trucks for you to pull, you must share the work with other engines. Yes, sir, I will, said Thomas. He steamed off happily with Annie and Clarabelle. At the docks, Cranky the Crane had loaded the circus train. There were horse boxes and costumes and people everywhere. The acrobats and clowns climbed aboard Annie and Clarabelle carried the ringmaster and the band. Salty shunted the very long, very heavy circus train into place behind Thomas. Need any help, matey? Salty asked. Thomas remembered what the fat controller had said about sharing the work, but he wanted to pull the circus train all by himself. No thanks, Salty, he said. I can do it. Then Thomas took the biggest puff he could and slowly chuff, chuffed out into the countryside. Thomas wanted to do a good job and he had to work very hard indeed. He, his pistons pumped and his traction rods rattled, but Thomas was so happy that he took no notice. Beep, beep. When Thomas pulled the circus train through the maroon station he got a lovely surprise the platforms were full of people waving and cheering the circus performers waved back and the band played a cheerful song thomas was so happy that he joined in by blowing his whistle peep, peep. when thomas had stopped at the edge of the junction children lined the bridge to wave and cheer peep. thomas blew his whistle extra loud for them Percy chuffed alongside Thomas. He really wanted to help. Is there anything that I can take for you, Thomas? He asked. But Thomas wanted to do everything himself. He was ha having too much fun on his own to accept help from Percy. No thanks, Percy, he said. I'll do it on my own. Oh, I see, Percy said, disappointed, as he watched Thomas chuff away. Thomas puffed on and on, on the train. The train felt heavier and heavier and heavier. His traction rods rattled and rattled and rattled. When he stopped at a signal, James was waiting in the siding. Like Percy, James wanted to help with the circus train. If you uncouple some trucks, I can take them for you, James offered. But Thomas still didn't want to help the help, even though he was tired. 
No, thank you, James, he said. I can do it on my own. Thomas steamed off again, but the load was heavy and his axles ached. Every puff was harder, and every chuff made him feel more and more tired. When Thomas passed through the next station, he didn't even have enough steam to whistle to the people waving from the platform. He couldn't manage even one single tiny toot. He was almost all out of puff. Then, out in the countryside, creak, creak, Thomas's traction rods broke, and he stopped with a jolt. He couldn't move. Thomas was very worried, and so were the circus performers. We need to practice, said one of the clowns, and the horses need more hay, said the ringleader. Thomas's driver telephoned for help, and soon James arrived with new traction rods. Percy brought some hay for the horses, too. Thomas was very sorry to have caused a delay. I wanted to keep all the fun to myself, said Thomas, but now I wish I had shared the work with you. Never mind all of that fun now, puffed Percy kindly. Thomas had his new traction rods fitted. Then he was uncoupled from the trucks. Percy and James took the dancing horses and the funny clowns, and Thomas took the band on the big top tent. Then the band started playing and the circus train set off again. Percy was right. Sharing the work was much more fun. Now when people waved and cheered, three engines blew their whistles. Later on, when the circus had been set up, the engines went to look at the big top tent. Thank you for helping me, peeped Thomas to James and Percy. Sharing work is good because it makes the job easier, but sharing fun with your friends is even better. Thomas and the Jet Plane Thomas loves being a tank engine. He loves having wheels and whistles, and he loves working on the railway. At the airport, Thomas picks up children for a party. Jeremy in the Jet Plane tells Thomas how wonderful it is to fly. Being a tank engine doesn't feel as special now. Thomas chugs away while he waits for the s- signal to change. Jeremy flies overhead. Jet planes don't have to stop at signals. When Thomas stops for a cow on the tracks, Jeremy zooms on by. Jet planes don't have to stop for cows. At the junction, Thomas stops to let Henry pass. Jeremy flies farther away. Jet planes don't have to stop for freight trains. Thomas stops for a bridge repair as Jeremy soars into the distance. Jet planes can do and go wherever they like, Thomas grumbles. Nothing ever stops them. At last, Thomas arrives at the party. I wish I were a jet plane, he says to Percy. But engines are really useful, Percy peeps. 
Thomas isn't so sure. Thomas leaves for his next job. Suddenly, Jeremy calls over. A storm's on the way, but I can't warn Sir Topham Hat. There's no, there's uh, nowhere for me to land at the party. This is a job for an engine. Thomas peeps. Importantly, he rushes back and loads up the children. Then an idea flies into his funnel. Thomas takes the children to Jeremy's hangar to continue the party. Well done, Thomas and Jeremy, says Sir Topham Hat. You are both really useful. The end. Go slow, Thomas. Go slow, Thomas. Today, Thomas is taking Sir Topham Hat and some visitors on a grand tour of the island of Sodor. Thomas peeps his whistle and steams down the tracks. Thomas whooshes past a farm. Slow down, Thomas, says Sir Topham Hat. Our visitors want to enjoy the sights. Thomas slows to a stop at Brandom Docks so the visitors can take pictures. He peeps hello to Cranky and Bullstrad. Next, Thomas is eager to show the visitors the quarry. But at a busy crossing, Sir Topham Hat says, Easy does it, Thomas. Where is that? Thomas carefully coasts through. Son, I don't know. I can only tell you what the the book says. At the quarry, Thomas fills his coal bin. He feels very energetic, so he races up a hill toward the Scottish castle. Thomas calls Sir Topham Hat. Don't forget to slow down on the hills. Yes, sir, says Thomas, and he slows down once more. Thomas spots a deer in the distance. He rushes to get closer to the visitors. Can take a picture, but Thomas goes so fast he startles the deer. Bust my boiler, Thomas peeps. It isn't it it isn't easy to go slow just keep at it Thomas says Sir Topham Hat you can do it Thomas takes the visitors to the one last place the top of the cuddle fell this time he remembers to slow down so everyone can enjoy the beautiful view the visitors snap pictures as Thomas inches along sometimes slow is the best way to go says Sir Topham Hat don't you agree Thomas I do, sir, Thomas Peeps. The end. All right, Dexon, this is 10 Engine Friends. What do you think? You like 10 Engine Friends? Yeah? Tell me about this. What's, what's happening here? Yeah, you colored it some. Who's in the picture? Um, Thomas. And? Um, 
I don't say James or Percy. Sir Topham hat. Or the fat controller. Yeah, the sun shines on Tidmouth sheds, where one of the engines is ready to greet the day. It's Thomas, engine number one. He peeps hello to Sir Topham Hat. Now, what's happening on this page, Dexton? What? Come here. That that's engine number two. So who's that? I don't know that. Edward. Sir Topham Hat has a surprise for the engine. Fresh coats of paint. Edward's engine number two chugs to town to pick up two cans of each color. What's going on here? That's right. So he's engine number three and he's due at the station in three minutes. But instead he stops in a tunnel so the rain won't spoil his new paint. Now who's in this picture? Uh, Gordon. That's right. Gordon. Engine number four would never let the rain stop him, but here is something that will stop him. Four cows on the tracks. Oh, the indignity. Now who's this? See, Sir Topham Hat gives James engine number five a really special job. He will deliver flowers to five different festivals on Sodor today. And who's this? So Percy, Percy delivers what? Um, he delivers the mail to all the residents of the island of Sodor. Yeah. And who's this? Um, Toby number seven. Toby number seven. Yeah. Toby has special jobs too, doesn't he? Yeah. He he yeah. delivers people and cargo all over the island of Sodor. And, and who's this? Yeah. I believe his name is Ducky. Yeah, Ducky. Yeah. And who's this? Um, I don't know. This is Daniel. And that's his twin, Douglas. Engine number nine and number ten. And just ten. Isn't that cool? All ten engines are on the island of Sodor. The end. Thomas's busy day. So who's in this picture? Um, who's this guy? I don't know. And there's, where's this guy? I believe that's Emily. Yeah, that's Emily. And there's Percy, Thomas. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. Good morning, engines, says Sir Topham Hat. He gives the engines their jobs. And they're on their way. Sodor is a very busy today, peeps Thomas. 
I wonder which worker is the busiest of all. Can you find all the workers, Dexton? Yeah. Yeah. Can you find Percy? Yeah. Yeah. Can you find James? Yeah. How how about Jeremy? The jet plane? Jeremy the jet plane? Can you find him? Yeah. How about Toby? And how about Cranky Crane? Yeah, good job. It's a wonderful place to work. All right. Here, let's see. Can you find Thomas here? There you go. Thomas' first job is to drop off some passengers at the seaside. On the way, he passes Bertie. Where's Bertie? Nope, that's not Bertie. There you go, that's Bertie. And Murdoch. Who's Murdoch? That's right. They are both hard at work. Down by the docks, Thomas sees who? Cranky Crane. Loading crates onto Rosie. Yeah, my name is Rosie. Yeah. This is my third load already, says Rosie. On the way to his next job, Thomas passes Terrence, the tractor. Afternoon, Thomas, says Terrence. Where's Terrence? Right here. That's right. I've got loads of land to till today. Next, Thomas picks up some cargo and puffs past Bullstrad and Harold. Uh, where, who's Harold? That's him. Uh-huh. And who's Bullstrad? That's him. Hello, Harold. Hello, Bullstrad, says Thomas. But they are too busy to chat. Thomas continues to chug all over the island. Everywhere he goes, he passes friends hard at work. At the coal yard, Mavis and Stanley have their trucks filled to the brim. Who's Mavis? That's him. Nope, that's Stanley. Where's Mavis? She's right here. That's Mavis. Stanley. That's Stanley. Yep, do you see Toby? Yeah, Yeah, Toby's coming down the hill. Alright, Percy chugs along the seaside to pick up some passengers and take them into town. Emily pulls a heavy load of coal. Where's Percy? And Emily? Yeah. There you go. Well, Thomas says so top of my hat. Is that my name? As Thomas pulls into Tidmouth Sheds for the night, who was the busiest worker today? Just sleeping. What? No one's sleeping yet. Who who do you see in the picture? Who else? And Thomas. And who else? And who is it? Sir Topham Hat. Sir Topham Hat. Well, who was the busiest? I was, said Thomas. Keeping up with all my hardworking friends is the hardest job of all. Year-round engines. 
Who's in this picture? Um, Thomas. What animals do you see? Um, a duck. Mm-hmm. And um, what's this? Skunk. A skunk. A skunk. Uh huh. There's a bee. Yeah. And there's a ladder. Uh huh. And what's this? We'll call it a mouse. A field mouse. A field mouse. And there's a butterfly. Uh-huh. And there's a fish. Uh-huh. And there's a sheep. Uh-huh. And there's a cow. And there's a deer. Uh-huh. What about there? Um, what about the... The birds. The birds. That's right. And there's a cow. The, that's steam coming out of Thomas. That's the sun. Hmm? You ready? On this sunny spring day, Thomas is busy as usual. An engine's work is never done. Thomas says his friends have important jobs to do all year long. Every spring, the, the really useful engines get a very thorough washing. The spring scrubbing makes Thomas squeaky clean and ready to work. Who else? So who's this? Um, Percy. Who's that? Um, Emily. That's Stanley. That's Stanley. So we have Stanley, Percy, Rosie, and and finally. And Thomas. That's right. During spring vacation yeah, season, who who's here? Um, Percy Thomas. Percy Thomas. What's happening? Are there are there lots of. Yeah, what do they have? What's this stuff called? Um, toys. Nope, suitcases. Suitcases. They're waiting for the trains. During spring vacation season, Thomas and the other engines carry travelers all over the countryside. When the time comes to go home, they bring passengers back to town. Who's this? Um, what's that? That's Emily. That's Emily. Who's this? Harold. Harold. What's that? Uh, um, a uh, Right here? Um, a uh, turtle. That's right. Next to, what's that? You just said it. A castle. Is it made of something? Yeah. What's it made of? Um, um, sand. Sand. So we call it a sand castle. Summer is a great season for coasting along the seaside. Emily loves to haul a load past the beach so she can watch the beautiful sunset. Who's this? Is that Rosie? Yeah. Rosie brings crowds to Sodor Summer Festival. There is so much fun for engines to see. Rosie sees games and clowns and men walking on stilts. Bertie loves to lead summer field trips to the zoo. He would have be happy to spend every day cruising past the lions, elephants, and giraffes. When autumn comes along, Thomas and his friends have lots to do. Percy chugs through the colorful falling leaves on his way to pick up apples at the orchard. During the fall fest harvest, 
Thomas helps Farmer McCall by carrying his goods to the market. When winter arrives, Thomas has an important job. He drops off firewood firewood for the farm farmers of Sodor. The wood will keep them nice and warm. Sir Topham Hatt is proud of Thomas and his friends for being really useful engines all year long. Soon enough, spring will be arriving again, and it will be time again for the good scrubbing. Thomas and the Great Discovery It was a beautiful day on the island of Sodor. Thomas was high in the hills, bringing some freight cars to the wharf at an unfamiliar junction. He saw an old overgrown track that looked like a shortcut. Soon he was rattling down the steep track. No one has been down here for a very long time, he huffed. Then Thomas gasped fizzling fireboxes. He had arrived at a station. It too was overgrown, rusty, and very old. There were crumbling platforms, and the station building was covered in ivy. Thomas had never seen such an amazing sight. What a funny place to have a station, he peeped and looked round some more. There were so many buildings, it looks like an old town, he cried. I cannot wait to tell everyone about this. So Thomas bumped and bashed along the old track and finally made his way down to the wharf. The next day, the news of Thomas's discovery was all over Sodor. Sir Topham Hatt wanted to visit the hidden town at once. Thomas, you have made a wonderful discovery. This was the town of Great Waterton. That when steam engines first came to Sodor, Sir Topham Hatt had said, This was an important town. It was called Great Waterton because the springs here provided water for everyone on the island. Why does no one live here now? puffed Thomas. The spring ran dry, and the people left to live in new towns. The maps were lost. Everyone thought the town was great. Waterton was lost forever, too. But now it is found, cheered Thomas. And if we work hard, added Sir Topham Hatt, we can have the redirection of the town on Sodor's map. In time, all Sodor was working hard to fix up Great Waterton, because Thomas had rediscovered the town, so Topham had to put him in charge of the repair work. It was also Thomas' responsibility to explore all the old tracks around Great Waterton. Thomas liked checking old lines, and he liked being in charge. He wanted to show everyone he could do everything. But one day there was trouble. Thomas was puffing too fast and the track was too old. He toppled off the track. Harvey came to lift him back on, but Thomas was bumped and bruised and had to go to the works. 
While Thomas was at the works, a friendly new engine named Stanley was put in charge of the work at Great Waterton. When Thomas was as good as new, he hurried back to Great Waterton. A lot had changed. Sir Topham Hatt met Thomas. Stanley has done a good job, so I have decided that Stanley will stay in charge and you will help him. Thomas's funnel flattened. He had lost the most important job of all. The next day, Stanley asked Thomas to shunt some freight cars. Thomas was very good at shunting freight cars, and he really liked doing it. But he didn't like Stanley telling him what to do. Stanley, he wanted to show how really useful he was. So he shunted freight cars all over Great Waterton. Then he remembered seeing an old freight car stuck in front of the abandoned, uh, let's see, Morgan's Mine. I'll bring that last one in and Sir Topham Hat will give me my old job back. Thomas smiled. At last, Thomas found the old freight car and he buffered up. But he biffed the car too hard. It rolled forward disappeared into the mine. Cinders and ashes, he exclaimed. Where did it go? He moved ahead and peered inside. I must finish the job, he huffed. I'll soon find that freight car, and Thomas puffed into the mine. It was very dark. Thomas was happy. He had bright lamps. He looked ahead and saw a freight car rolling away down a slope. Then it disappeared around a bend. Bust my buffers, said Thomas. I'd better go after it. Thomas wheezed down the steep slope. Wee, he whistled, and ah, he cried. It was scary, but it was also very exciting. Thomas had almost caught up to the freight car. You won't get away from me, he whistled happily. But Thomas didn't notice the junction ahead. The freight car wheezed to the right, but Thomas sped to the left. He saw that the tunnel ahead was blocked. Oh no, cried Thomas, and he crashed straight through the blocked tunnel and jumped the track. Now Thomas was deep in the mine in a dark tunnel. To top it all off, his fire had gone out. His boiler would soon grow cold, and there was no one around to hear his whistle. The next morning, Stanley and the other engines arrived at work. Where's Thomas? Stanley asked. The engine looked around. Thomas wasn't there. Thomas was missing. It was the biggest calamity Sodor had ever known. Everyone looked for Thomas. They checked the quarries. They searched the docks. They toured every town. They scoured every hill and haunts in every valley. But Thomas was nowhere to be found. And then Stanley had a thought. Maybe Thomas is up the forgotten tracks around Great Waterton. I'll look for him there. When Stanley was high up in the hills, he, he whistled and whistled, Where are you, Thomas? But only his echo came back. Stanley looked everywhere. Then he spotted Morgan's mine. Could Thomas have gone in the mine? Stanley wondered. He whistled one last time, and this time Thomas heard him. 
It's Stanley, he gasped. With his very last puff and very last huff, Thomas blew his whistle as loudly as he could, and Stanley heard him. He slowly entered the dark mine. Thomas, he whistled happily. Is that you? Thomas had run off of puff. He couldn't whistle again. He could only wait and hope that Stanley would find him. It wasn't long before Thomas heard Stanley chuffing up behind him. Stanley, he peeped. I am very happy that you are here. Thomas whistled. I am very happy. I was trying to be really useful engine, Thomas said. Don't worry, Thomas, Stanley chuffed. I'll have you back on the tracks in time. Soon Stanley was coupled up to Thomas and pulled him out. Thomas was heavy, but Stanley didn't give up. I can do it, Stanley wished, and with a mighty heave, he pulled his friend back into the track. Hooray, tooted Thomas. Then there was a very loud crack. The valve in Stanley's boiler had burst. Stanley was a strong engine, but pulling Thomas had been too much. Now Stanley couldn't move. Don't worry, whistled Thomas. It's my turn to help you. With your coal, I can push you home, Stanley smiled. In no time at all, Thomas's boiler was bubbling and his steam was wishing. Thomas found an open siding, got behind Stanley, and started to push. Here we go, Stanley, Thomas puffed happily. Stanley smiled back and puffed by puff. Thomas pushed Stanley up and out of the mine. The old tracks rattled and cracked, but Thomas didn't mind. He was happy and proud to push his new friend Stanley home. At last, Thomas and Stanley pulled into Great Waterton Junction. Thomas was tired, but he had never felt happier. When the other engines saw Thomas and Stanley, they tooted and whistled, and soon the sound of the engine whistles echoed all around Great Waterton. The new The news quickly spread around through Sodor. Thomas has been found, the engines whistled. Sir Topham Hatt grandly proclaimed, Stanley saved Thomas, and Thomas saved Stanley. For the next couple of days, everyone worked hard to get Great Waterton ready for Sodor Day. Now Thomas was happy that Stanley had come to Sodor. Thomas had a wonderful new friend. And just in time, everything was done. The weather for Sodor Day was perfect. Sir Topham Hatt arrived and beamed. Well done, you all. This is the grandest Sodor Day ever. He and Lady Hatt stood beside the red ribbon with a great big pair of scissors. Thanks to Thomas, Great Waterton is no longer lost. And thanks to Stanley, the work was finished right on time. Welcome to the new Great Waterton, boomed Sir Topham Hatt. Lady had snipped a ribbon. We're all really useful engines, puffed Thomas happily. He couldn't have been prouder. The end... 
busy engines. It was a special day on Sodor. The railway inspector was coming to inspect Sir Topham Hatt's railway. Thomas, you should be shunting coal trucks when the inspector arrives, said Sir Topham Hatt. He wants to see busy engines. It's very important. Thomas went to find some of his engine friends. He wanted to ask them to help him shunt trucks. He puffed to Marin Station. Percy was there, waiting for the mail. Hello, Percy, peeped Thomas. Will you come and shunt coal trucks with me? The inspector is arriving soon, and he wants to see busy engines. Percy was supposed to deliver the mail, but he did want to help Thomas, too. Percy was uncoupled, and away he whooshed. And where did the inspector go first? To Marin Station. When the inspector arrived to check on things, Percy wasn't there. The inspector was, was not very pleased. In the meantime, Thomas huffed to the quarry, where Mavis was waiting to pull some uh, slate tracks. Will you come and shunt coal trucks? peeped Thomas. The inspector is due to arrive and he wants to see busy engines. Mavis had a lot to do, but she decided to help Thomas too. And where do you think the inspector went next? The quarry. Where he arrived at the quarry, Mavis wasn't there. Uh-oh, the inspector was not pleased at all. Thomas was chuffing cheerily back to the docks. Percy and Mavis had already shunted a long line of coal trucks. They knew that the inspector would be so pleased. Then Thomas heard Gordon's whistle go beep as he delivered the inspector to the docks. We must look busy, Thomas said urgently. So Percy shoved and Mavis shoved and the coal trucks biffed and bashed together. And then, oh no, coal dust flew down Gordon's funnel. It made him sputter and splutter and cough. The dust flew back out of its funnel and landed everywhere. Sir Topham Hatt was very cross. What's going on? He shouted. Thomas, what have you been up to? The inspector is not pleased at all. Poor Thomas, he felt terrible. Thomas knew he had to make things right. He heaved and hauled Gordon to the steamworks for repair. Soon Gordon's funnel was fixed and his firebox was roaring away again. Thomas steamed back to the docks. He was ready to be a very busy engine. He shunted and shoved until all the trucks were in the right places. He was so busy that he didn't notice Sir Topham Hatt and the inspector were watching him. You've been a very busy engine, the inspector said to Thomas. Next time, Thomas, Sir Topham Hatt said, remember that you can be a busy engine all by yourself and a really useful one, too. Oh, I will, sir, Thomas replied. I certainly will. And he beamed from buffer to buffer. The end. The Lost Puff one day, Sir Topham Hatt told the engines that others was some damaged track of Knapford Bend.
All the engines on the railway listened carefully, except Paxton and Thomas, who were laughing at the antics of a duck that was waddling toward the sheds. May I remind you two in particular not to be silly, Sir Totham Hatt said sternly. You must pay attention. I don't want any accidents. A little while later, Paxson arrived at the broken track, and he rolled over it. It rattled his rattler, making him laugh. That was fun, he said, grinning. When Thomas arrived at the bend, Paxson got him to try it too. Whoa! Thomas said with a giggle as he bounced along. Get up some speed and go over it really fast, Paxson suggested. So Thomas raced backward around the corner and, oops, bashed right into Toby, who was filling up at the water tower. Water splashed all over and all over Thomas. It put out his firebox. Oh, no, Paxton cried. Sir Topham Hatt told me not to be silly, and I was, and now there's been an accident. Paxton rolled away quickly and quietly to deliver his tracks to the shunting yards. When Toby arrived at the shunting yards, Paxton heard him tell Stafford that Thomas had lost his puff. That sounded serious. Paxton decided that he was going to look for Thomas. Lost Puff. He would find it. He raced along, looking all around. But he didn't really know what to look for. Then he saw a puff of steam and raced after it. But it turned out to be just Gordon pulling the express. Next, Paxton spotted a fluffy white cloud in the sky. That must be Thomas's missing puff, he said as he hurried toward it. Paxton followed the cloud all the way to Ulfstead Castle, where he met Stefan. Hello, oh, hello, Paxton, Stefan said. What are you doing here? Thomas has lost his puff, and I thought that might be it, Paxton told him, looking up at the cloud. Up. Up there? That's just a cloud, Stefan replied. Paxton felt rather silly. He sped away as fast as his wheels could carry him. Paxton realized he didn't know anything about the steam engine's puff because he was a diesel engine. But he knew someone who did know about the steam engine, Victor, whose job it was to repair them. Paxton hurried to the steamworks to find Victor. He asked Victor if he had a spare puff for Thomas. This made Toby, who was at the steamworks for repairs, laugh. Puff just means steam, Toby explained to Paxton. When Thomas bumped into him, his firebox got wet. Steamies can't make puff when their fire goes out. Once again, Paxton felt silly, but he cheered up again when he realized that Thomas would be fine just as soon as the firebox dried out. 
As Paxson sped back to the water tower, he heard a cheerful peep, and there was Thomas puffing around the corner. You're okay, Paxson had said happily. Yes, I found my lost puff, Thomas joked. Uh, At least I learned something today, Paxson said, smiling. That puff just means steam. Paxson still smiling. But also that when Sir Topham Hatt tells me not to be silly, I shouldn't be silly. And Thomas, Thomas wholeheartedly agreed. Thomas and Scruff. Thomas's friends, Whiff, worked at the waste dump on the island of Sodor, biffing and bashing trucks full of trash. Keeping Sodor clean and tidy was a lot of work. It was a very important job. One day, Thomas went to tell Whiff some good news. I'm fetching a helper for you, he peeped. Whiff was very excited to hear this. Thomas steamed to the docks to meet Scruff, the uh, scruncher. Hello, Thomas, Scruff chuffed. I can't wait to scrunch some trash. Thomas liked Scruff. He thought he was very nice, but he also thought Scruff looked very dirty. An idea flew into Thomas's funnel. He asked Scruff to wait right there for a special surprise. Then Thomas chuffed away to gather some brushes and buckets and soap and sponges. But at the docks, Thomas showed Scruff his surprise. With a splish and a splash, you'll be clean in a dash, he peeped. But Scruff was scared. He had never seen soap or brushes before. He did not like the surprise at all. With a clickety-clack, Scruff whooshed away and hid in a side. Thomas realized that Scruff was scared of being washed. Please come out, Scruff, he called. But Scruff refused to come out of hiding. Thomas asked Gordon to see if he could get Scruff out of the side. Scruff, would would you like to see my express carriages? Gordon asked. You're green and very grand. But Scruff didn't want to see the carriages. He stayed right where he was. Next, Thomas asked Henry to try. Scruff, would you like to help fetch my special coal? Henry huffed. It makes me fast and fearless. But Scruff didn't want to fetch any coal. He was not going to come out of that siding. After that, Thomas asked Percy to give it a try. Scruff, would you like to pull my mail trucks? Percy peeped. They're packed with parcels. But Scruff didn't want to pull the mail trucks. He just stayed put. Finally, Thomas remembered that one thing that Scruff did want to do. Scruff would like to go and scrunch something. Thomas asked, you don't have to clean for that. When he heard what Thomas had said, Scruff wished quickly out of the siding. He was ready to go. Thomas and Scruff steamed off to the waste dump. When Whiff was waiting for them, Scruff looked around a dirty dump. I'm going to like it here, he whistled. There isn't any soap and no water and brushes either. He laughed happily, and Thomas and Whiff laughed with him. The end.